Good morning, 5 a.m. friend. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. I am Lisa Chinati calling in from Boston, Massachusetts. Before I get into the meat of today's call, I just want to ask you all to take a moment, and if you haven't already done so, please hop over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to give the 5 a.m. call a five-star review. Now let's get started. It's hard to quantify exactly how important trust is for business. For business owners, a lack of trust is your biggest expense. It may take years for a manager or an executive to develop the trust of his or her employees, but it takes only moments to lose. Without trust, transactions cannot occur. Influence is destroyed, and leaders can lose teams, and salespeople can lose sales. The list goes on. Trust and relationships, much more than money, are the currency of business. Trust is the result natural of thousands of tiny actions, words, thoughts, and intentions. Trust does not happen all at once. Gaining trust takes work. It might take years of calling on a certain client to break through and fully gain their comfort and trust. Trust between both your customers and internal staff is probably one of the biggest factors in determining whether your business will succeed. At the end of the day, you can have the fanciest marketing materials and the killer scale sales skills, but if customers don't trust you, they won't transact with you. Yet in spite of the importance of trust in the business world today, few leaders and salespeople give it the focus and nurturing it deserves. So what is trust and not just what is it, but how do we build it and maintain it? First, understand trust is a two-way street. In any relationship, one person gives trust and the other is the trusted. Trust has four different meanings, if you will. We use it to describe what we think of what people say. We also use it to describe behaviors. We use it to describe whether or not we feel comfortable sharing certain information with someone else. And we use the same word to indicate whether or not we feel other people have our interests at heart versus their own. These four factors can be broken down to credibility, reliability, intimacy, and self-orientation. Credibility pertains to the words that we speak. For instance, I can trust the value that Susie gave me for my home. She's very knowledgeable on the market and always seems to sell her listings for the prices that she says. She doesn't often do price adjustments. Reliability has to do with actions. If my bookkeeper says he has mailed a check, I trust him because he is dependable and has proven it with his actions time and time again. Intimacy refers to the safety or security we feel when we trust someone with something. A seller client may say to us, I can trust you enough to tell you that I'd be happy if I just got $500,000 for my home. But the seller client trusts that we won't be trying to take advantage of that and that we'll still work to get them, say, $550,000 for their home. Self-orientation refers to the focus of the person in question or whether the person's focus is primarily on himself or herself or whether that focus is on the other person. Think about when you advise a client to waive a home inspection. You know that they need to do this in order to be competitive in this market. You know that the home was built in 2010 and has been meticulously maintained. The seller has provided detailed records of everything. Does the client trust that you are looking out for them and helping them get the home of their dreams? Or does the client think that you're trying to get the commission check by selling them a house? In the trust equation, trust is credibility, 
reliability, and intimacy divided by self-orientation. We can have high values of the first three, but if the customer thinks that you're saying or doing these things to benefit you before them, all trust will be negated. Looking at trust this way covers most of the common meanings of trust that we encounter in everyday business interactions. Note that the meanings are almost entirely personal, not business-like. People don't primarily trust businesses or companies. They trust other people. Think about it this way. The seller isn't hiring a brokerage to sell their home. The seller is hiring you, the agent. The components of credibility and reliability are sometimes used to describe companies or websites, but, it, but least often used to describe people. The other components, intimacy and self-orientation, are almost entirely about people. Trust in selling requires good scores, if you will, on all four variables in the equation, but the most important by far is low levels of self-orientation. Living the four trust values is the best way to increase your trustworthiness. This comes down to having your words and actions fully aligned or simply doing what you say you'll do. So how do you build it? You engage the client in open discussions about issues that are key to the client. Listen to what is important and real to the client. Earn the right to offer solutions. Frame the root issues without using the language of blame. Envision an alternate reality, including win-win specific descriptions of outcomes and results. Include emotion, clarify benefits, and make clear what's at stake. Be tangible and honest about all possible outcomes. Commit to actionable next steps that implies significant commitment and movement on the part of each party. The order in which these sentences occur in a conversation has as much impact as the sentences themselves. That is, you could do a wonderful job framing the issue or the commitment, but if you do them before listening, then the trust process breaks down or freezes. This becomes clear when we translate the trust creation process into a sales context. Engage. I hear that this might be an issue for you. Is that right? Listen. Gee, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Frame. It sounds like what you may have here is a case of fill in the blank. Envision. How will things look three years from now if we solve this? And commit. What if we were to do X? Being or become trustworthy cannot be reduced to pure behaviors. It's not a script you can just memorize. And our actions are driven by our beliefs, and our beliefs are driven by our values or principles. Trustworthy behavior is way too complex to fake without the beliefs and values behind them. If your values don't drive you to behave in a trustworthy manner all the time, you'll be found out quickly. The way to become trusted is to act consistently from those principles and not just the principles. The four specific principles of governing trustworthy behavior focus on the other, the client, the customer, or coworker, for the other's sake, not just a means to one's own ends. We often hear client-focused or customer-centric, but these terms are too often framed in terms of economic benefit to the person trying to be trusted. A collaborative approach to relationships. Collaboration means a willingness to actually work together, creating joint goals and joint solutions to getting there. Medium to long-term relationship perspective not just short-term transactional focus. A focus on relationships nurtures transactions, but a focus on transactions chokes off relationships. 
And finally, a habit of being transparent in all of one's dealings. Transparency is the great virtue of helping recall who said what to whom. It also increases credibility and lowers self-orientation by its willingness to keep no secrets. Applying these principles to every single one of your actions will develop the fullest possible sort of trusting relationship, whether it's with clients, staff, or agents. So as you go about your day, remember building trust takes time, patience, and consistency. It's defined through your words and your actions. And while it can take years to truly build, it can be lost in a matter of seconds. Jason Posnick will be here tomorrow morning with his epic motivation, and I'll be back Friday to end the week. Take care, guys.